Hello, listeners. You are listening to an exclusive bonus episode brought to you by a sponsorship from Marine. Thank you, Marine. Thanks, Thank Marine. you for going to patreon.com slash totes recall and saying that you wanted to executive produce an episode and for picking the movie that you wanted us to talk about, which is, I don't know, should I give it away? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Or for, no. Find out after this yeah, hey, musical yeah. intro. Wait 30 seconds. Yeah, you don't patient. Don't read the name of the file. That Look away. You Close your eyes. Download it. Close your eyes. Keep listening. Thank you, Maureen. Thank You're you. the best. Totes Recall. Oh, welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we can't remember very well for any number of reasons. Um, then we stop talking and watch the movie while we're eating pizzas and or salads and then come back. Now we're talking again, but this time we have oh. seen the movie. What's Look changed who's talking, the talking again. Look who's talking again, us. But our movie is not that. My name is Dan. This is Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. Oh. And now I say the movie, and it is Driving Miss Daisy. <sighs> I was not prepared for you to wrap that up so quick. Yeah, I was, hey, that was a I am whirlwind. a professional podcaster. I just, I just had to like really just, just chug down a mouthful of eggnog. Ooh, that's right. I mean, I'm a professional <laughs> podcaster who drinks the thickest beverage in the world <laughs> while trying to perform audio only. I was so surprised by it that I said, this is Molly, like it was a question. <laughs> is this Molly? <laughs> well, you're welcome. I was thrown because a movie was referenced, but um, look who's talking. In the time when I say my name, but not the time when I say the movie, but I oh, recovered I behind you the did. curtain. I was like, do I say the movie now? And then to myself, I said, no, you're a professional. You say your name. Yeah, that was flawless. I mean, that was the that was like the drinking a cup of eggnog equivalent <laughs> yes. of what do I say next <laughs> at the beginning of the episode? Speaking we, of episodes, this is a bonus episode. About driving Miss Daisy. Yep. Thank you, Maureen. Yeah. I have a personal story about this movie. Okay. Oh. Yes. Please tell thing it. thing to know is that uh, a good portion of this movie was filmed in Griffin, Georgia. Wow. And this is long before Georgia had the tax credits. Um, yes. They picked Georgia. I don't know if the story takes place there, but uh, Griffin was a big enough downtown, but not too big. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they did the thing where they brought in all the vintage cars and spent a long time filming i don't know maybe a week or two is it a, my memory does the movie take place in a small town or is it just they need it a does. small town so they could fit in all those cars like well <laughs> oh. we got to store these cars somewhere so yeah we gotta nobody lives here oh, we can fill like, it with cars it actually happened in a larger city away and it was sort of maybe too hot there for old cars nope the old cars no, would melt yeah they would definitely not take, yeah because the sun is it. so it feels like so close there yeah, yeah. in that very very hot city Long-time listeners will know that I'm constantly being baited by this hot Lanta reference, which I find really disturbing. And I just want to say, as a person who spent most of their life in Atlanta, nobody says Atlanta. Please don't do it. I heard it today. I just heard it. A native Georgian just said it today. I, 
I I have trouble with that. Well, check the tapes. <laughs> anyway, uh, my grandparents lived in Griffin. So, oh. yeah. So, you know, it was a big family outing to go watch the movie in Griffin at Were the theater in the there. movie? No, but they probably knew people who were. Yeah. It was the kind of thing where, you know, the production company spends a lot of time there <laughs> and a lot of extras. I have a follow-up yeah. question. Sure. Were your grandparents, like, mad at the people they knew her in the movie because they wouldn't shut up about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I doubt it. They, um, just to give you a sense of how rarely they would do something like go out and see a movie mm-hmm. or socialize with people. Mm-hmm. The movie they had seen before this had been E.T., Wow. Which was years wow. before. How many years before? Wait, in the theater? That's such a good question. In the theater. They saw yeah, they just... in the theater, nothing else, mm-hmm. then driving Miss Daisy? Yes. And both times it was because our family wanted to go with them. Oh. So for E.T., my sister and I had just gotten out of summer camp. Yeah. And you may recall, I think on that podcast, I mentioned my grandmother's entire commentary after the movie was, that wasn't very realistic. Right. Yep. Which right. is not a realistic movie. No. Um, and she had not gone back. Now, part part of what to know is that my granddad was legally blind. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, you know, the idea of going to see a movie wasn't necessarily top of mind anyway. <laughs> Do you think um, that's why your grandma's main commentary about E.T. was that it wasn't very realistic? Because she was trying to figure out how to explain it to your <laughs> blind <laughs> grandfather. And he's like, I don't know. There's a... Weird potato man. And yeah, maybe that was just the preface, preface to an entire summary that she was going to give to Grandpa yeah. back at home. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I doubt it. No, my granddad <laughs> is so cool, and um, or was so cool, and I'm sure he he enjoyed the movies just fine. Sure, like he had a great time, but it just wasn't wasn't something they would think to do yeah. on their own, and they probably wouldn't have gone to see Driving Miss Daisy had we not all gone with them. Mm-hmm. And I think it was everybody. I think it was all of their kids and mm. their kids' mm. kids. Uh, so this is a pretty big crowd. That said, I'm having a really hard time placing this movie. I'm going to say sort of late 80s. Okay. Wow. I'm um, going to say 88. I don't know. When did E.T. come out? That's what I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Was that like 83, 86? Yeah, Are we betting on E.T. also now? <laughs> no, I just that would help me so much. Yeah, that would help like ground <laughs> our bets. Okay, I'm Molly's guess, bet. Yeah. Oh, please finish your bet. Oh, 88. Molly's bet for now is 88. Yeah. For now. God. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. to lock it in, Molly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm locking it at 88. Okay. Going into are this, you? Are I you was... locking it in? <laughs> I've locked it in. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And we'll that's see. Because I'm Lockbox. almost definitely wrong. Let the record show for like 10 minutes from now that Molly has verbally <laughs> locked in this bet. <laughs> Gosh, I was coming into this recording thinking late 90s and now i'm late now, 90s yeah now i'm Are really kidding guessing myself with this 88 so i'm gonna split the child what Ew, difference what a difference uh, <laughs> <laughs> why did you 93 no, i was just you... thinking of things you split no i'm sorry it's a, it's a biblical tale beth oh yeah it's a bible well you i heard of it? Hey, hey. i know about the bible Okay, welcome to Totes Bible. Um, <laughs> there's a king and Solomon. No, Solomon. Yep. Yeah, wise yeah, king. king. Solomon. He's got the hair. Samson's got the hair. Is this yeah. the one where he's and like, "I'm gonna cut up my kid," and then the kid. It's like I want the, I want the because kid. I'm so dedicated. 
No, what? that's no. Isaac. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of like potential child harm in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. This anyway. is a podcast about the movie Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, so we're not finishing Solomon. Okay. That's fine. No. Look it up. Hey. Hey. Up. Teens. Read, read your Bible. Bible. <laughs> but also whatever. Like, don't worry about it. Do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, I've never seen this movie, but I'm still, I know enough about the movie that I am shocked that you thought it was a late 90s movie. Okay. Because I feel like late 90s, uh, Morgie Freems was already getting those, he's becoming a silver fox already. He's starting to get salt and pepper. Is he not salt and pepper in this? I don't think so. I feel like the art, the, 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 you know, the image, poster, whatever, I feel like he looks like a younger man. Ooh, where does this fall in relation to Robin Hood Men of Thieves? That's what would help me. Prince of Thieves. Men of yep. Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, thieves of the people. There's Robin Hood Men of Thieves and Robin Hood Prince of Tights. Those are the two <laughs> movies. Yeah. Molly's Bet Jessica Tandy is also in this. Okay. Oh, Yeah. That's remember who Molly, that is. I have never seen this movie, and that's the one thing that I knew about it. Oh. oh she stole my I did bet. not mean... Well, I guess we also know it's not on the AFI's list. No, that's true. it's not. Um, yeah, I, I my bet was going to be that Jessica Tandy and Morgan Freeman are in it. <laughs> okay. Great. Okay. And cars are involved. Nice. Okay. Yes. Cars. Okay. Plural. Uh, just Plural probably cars? the one car. For some Here's reason. what I think happens in this okay, movie. Okay, yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I think uh, Lady Daisy, Miss Daisy, is... First name or last name Daisy? Ooh. Ooh. Shit. Oh, first name. What? It's the South. Okay. We don't know. You don't know about the South? We don't know about that garbage that you're spewing out like we should be so ashamed <laughs> that we don't know. <laughs> I don't think you should be ashamed. I'm just surprised. Well, everybody calls everybody by the first name in the South? Miss well, yeah, first you'd name. be like, Miss first name. name. Not everybody, but it's a thing. All right. So like if I went over to my friend's house and they had a child, they'd say, oh, Miss Molly is here. Mm. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't They wouldn't call you Miss Molly if they didn't know you very well? Would they say mm. good golly? No. <laughs> no, one, no one who's my friend would say that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Miss Daisy, whose name is Daisy something, apparently. We've decided... Huh? Uh, through no effort of my own, uh, <laughs> is a somewhat well-to-do older lady mm-hmm. who is, for some reason, needing to go from one place to another. And to do that, she is driven by one Morgan Freeman character. <laughs> also, she's probably racist because it feels like it's mm-hmm. one of those movies where it's just like, Ooh, she's got to deal with the fact that this black person is her one means of doing whatever it is she's trying to do with herself. And ooh, he's like professionally and culturally obligated to just deal with it. Uh, and I don't even know what to, ooh, what time what era does this take place in? It's I like wonder. Old, I'm gonna say fifties, sixties. I'm gonna say nineteen fifty something. Griffin, Georgia, mm-hmm. or at least a town similar to. Similar to, because I'm not sure it actually takes place in Georgia. Okay. I'm unsure. Oh, okay. I, I did just want to mention, I think she's reluctant because I think she had been independent before. Oh, in I some know. Way. Like some, ooh. I think she, ooh. she might also be Jewish. Huh. Oh. Um, All right. And if she is, I have a lot to say about that in the second half. If she's not, <laughs> never mind. 
I'm sure I'll have plenty to say in the second half, regardless yeah. of whether and she's Jewish also, or not. I, I didn't want to skim over that the whole Miss thing, of course, is has a lot of status and mm. stuff baked in. There yes. is a way that it's respectful, and there's also a way that it's um, really reiterating some pretty terrible norms from probably like slavery times. Yeah. yeah. So Most definitely. it's pretty complicated. It'll be interesting to see how naming gets treated. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dan's bet then based on what Molly's saying, there is a scene where a charming Southern doctor tells Miss Daisy she can no longer drive because of some reason <laughs> mm-hmm. she's got glaucoma or something, but he says it in with like a charming drawl. Oh, sure. And maybe like, twirls his stethoscope around while he speaks slowly and describes her medical condition. Is he sexy, too? <laughs> I mean, he's, like, confident. I don't he's know confident. if he's... Yeah. I, I just want to let you know you're building this on a house of cards. <laughs> yeah, of so. course I am. And also, your impression sounded just like... Uh, what's his name? So Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, thank- from House of Cards. Oh. Spacey. Underwood. President... Frank. Spoiler. Spo- oh, sorry. House majority something. If you haven't seen it, don't watch it. Yeah. Dan's That's true. Kevin Spacey. Nailed it. He's the one. Yep. Oh, and Robert Redford, though, of course. Yes, sounded exactly Our like Solid Robert, Robert Redford. Redford. Classic Southerner, Robert Redford. Yeah, exactly. Known, <laughs> as far as we know. Known Southern doctor, <laughs> Robert Redford. Ooh, I prescribe you a two and a half hour cinematic experience here at my festival whose name i of course know <laughs> and you know as well so i don't need to say it out loud it's the same as a character from a famous western i was in oh that makes sense <laughs> anyway um and then in some way or another they learn to not have as contentious a relationship because of shared experiences while driving, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I'm going to say shared discrimination. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Oh. But that's a pretty bold House of Cards bet. So mm-hmm. I, that was going to be very similar to what I bet that the movie is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like they're just going to get to know each other. And so they're going to see each other more as people rather than what they think of when they think of the stereotypes surrounding themselves. That's my guess. I'm also going to guess, I'm going to bet that there is some real heavy-handed shit in this movie. Like, I feel like it's going to be at least a couple of scenes that are just like, hey, hey, think about this right now, audience. (laughs) Molly's Molly's bet there's going to be a big score. It's going to be a lot of, like, Thick Williams treatment telling us how to feel. Molly's additional bet, I wonder if Jessica Tandy's character dies. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Oh, and I bet she has good for nothing children. Oh, nice. I love that. Or maybe great children. I don't know. But she has children. No, okay. she doesn't. I don't know. Well, I'm not wow. If what? she does have kids, they're not wow. driving her around. So maybe she's like, I have to drive around in this car because my kids won't take me anywhere. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, just die already so I can have your money. Oh, no. Money. Right? But wow. in a Southern way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta open a southern store <laughs> in the what? in the big city. What is a what? What's a southern store? Oh, we do southern stuff. <laughs> what? Selling hats. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> wow. Oh, bless us and bind us. Savannah's <laughs> finest in New York City, bringing up 
all the stuff you associate with that part of the country yeah. <laughs> to the northerners. <laughs> Ooh, die already, mom. I yeah. Sell some peaches to hipsters. <laughs> 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 yeah, that definitely oh. happens. Yeah. Random story about the South uh, and peaches. Okay. Uh, that a lot of prisoners from Germany, mm. like German prisoners during World War II, ah. came over and were held in the South okay. and did things like work on peach farms. What? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. A lot of people don't know about that because it seems really strange to imagine a bunch of German POWs picking peaches, but yeah. that happened. Yeah, it is. But it's not like when you say it out loud, I was like, yeah, that sounds like a thing we would do, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Just take a bunch of Germans that we could have easily kept confined wherever we captured them. But instead, let's, you know, not like we have, you know, just inspired by who knows what. Who knows where they got the idea. Let's load them into a boat, bring them across the Atlantic Ocean, and then have them harvest our crops for us. Yeah. Well, it's harder to escape. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. But there's also lots of stories of like friendships and relationships developing between the Germans and prisoners. POWs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like with yeah. people who live there. Yeah. I thought you meant just like the POWs really got to know each other. Oh yeah. Doing forced well, they had that labor. Long boat ride. Yeah. Sure. Yowza. I apologize. This podcast is about driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> yes. Which and Have none we... of that will come up certainly while watching this movie. We'll see no Germans. Is that your bet? I Ooh. Zero. I don't know. There might Post be a German. Germans. Who knows? I I do think we will feel uncomfortable at least once, maybe the entire time. Nice. By the white savior kind of narrative. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's gonna. It, I predict it's gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. To and watch this movie with twenty twenty eyes. My mm. guess is that he is kind of like a wise old black man stereotype. Oh yeah, wisdom character yeah. for sure. Sure. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is one of those movies that, like, I think it, I mean, I think it won an, an statues. I'm pretty sure it got it, statues. I think it got statues, yeah. Yeah. It got some Oscars. So, like, it's definitely one of those but movies. so did Green Book. Well, right. It's definitely yeah. one of those movies where it just sort of feels like maybe it got a lot of hype because it was just like, oh, good. It's like talking about maybe some very important issues, but in a way where me, a white person, doesn't have to feel too bad about it. Yeah, which it I might think still is be something centering yeah. the narrative on the white yeah. people, which is like certainly not a rare thing. Like it's not like I mean I'll be curious if this movie is like particularly egregious compared to any other movie. You know what I mean? Because there's yeah. a ton of them. Yeah, Hollywood. Hey, Hollywood. <laughs> oh yeah, listen up, stop Hollywood. It. Just stop it. Stop. Just stop it. Now is your time to <laughs> rebuild. <laughs> Better. Build back yeah. better. That's what Hollywood's saying right now. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the Hollywood. Take saying. all of the money that you saved by uh forcing all of your filmmakers to just let their movies be released on streaming platforms. Yeah. And then you don't have to pay them because maybe that is this is partially a dodge <laughs> because you're all blood sucking monsters. Yeah. Um, Take all the money you saved by Putting stuff on Quibi where you didn't have to pay union wages because it's not long enough, allegedly. I don't know if that's true. Ooh, I heard it. I could Ugh. buy that. And but Quibi failed, right? Into, yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> invested into <laughs> writers and directors and filmmakers of color. Yeah. Do all that. 
All right. Easy. Solved. I, I have seen the movie Driving Miss Daisy and okay. don't remember anything else. Nice. I think other than I believe there is a scene where Morgan Freeman has had it up to here with mm-hmm. Miss Daisy's Sorry, Dan, this, is an, this is an audio podcast. We're up to where? Uh, eye level. Okay, thank you. Because <laughs> uh, Miss Daisy is not nice to him or mm-hmm. anyone. I think she's not nice. She's a crab. Uh, crab? Grump? Crab. She's grump a crab. crab. She's mm-hmm. a real crab. And um, and he, she pushes him too far and she st- he stands up for himself, but it's like, it's a powerful scene and you see the, he's torn between like not being pushed down around anymore, but also like it's, it's dangerous for a black man to speak up to a white lady as well as uh, an employee to speak up to an employer. Right. And mm-hmm. I think Morgan Freeman crushes. Mm-hmm. I think Jessica Tandy crushes. Yeah. yeah I, I will latch onto that bet that yeah. they yeah. crush. I mean, it, like you said, it won some statues. So I bet the acting is good. Mm-hmm. But there's some good acting. But who knows? Sometimes you watch these movies, you're just like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this, this sometimes one? you do that. Yeah. Are there any other characters in this movie? Great question. Like, I is mean, it literally just different scenes of them in a car? It's just a one-act play. <laughs> oh, okay. Of them driving yeah. from home to the grocery store. Yes. Blackout. Okay, I was going to say, where are they driving? Grocery store? Ooh, Pharmacy, are we taking bets right? on locations? It, yeah, if she dies, I'm betting it's like to her appointments. Like she's sick and she needs to get to some appointments. Oh. And her, maybe her good-for-nothing kids aren't going to drive her, so she needs to hire a driver. Because <laughs> they want her to die so they can open up Savannah yeah. Beach. Town. The yeah. Brooklyn Peach, yes, of course. So they yeah. can bring the southern touch of Georgia yeah. to New York City. Yeah. <laughs> Southern hats for everyone. Southern hats? <laughs> yeah. Hot, hot hats. What's a... <laughs> hot southern hats. What is oh, a that, southern hat? I mean, there's a there's a city in Georgia that's famous for its hats. Oh, no. I see. Of course. No. I, I apologize. Uh, no. Hatlanta is also not a thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I just heard a native Georgian say no, it today. No, did not. So. Me too, you certainly yeah, did not. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's more common than you think. Yeah. Um, okay. So we think there is. Okay. We already said there's going to be a sexy Southern doctor. <laughs> there's going to be a good for nothing child. Yeah. Uh, I, I think get, there's probably someone else who works for her at the house. Ooh, yeah. Maybe Morgan Freeman and that person chat. Have a chat. Okay. Ooh, speaking of two people chatting, do Ooh. we think this movie is going to pass the Bechtel Wallace? I do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be both Beal Baggins bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I feel like she probably also has like. A house servant that's going to bum us out, mm. and that'll be a lady with a name? I feel pretty <laughs> confident she's not going to only talk about men. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could be, be wrong. Like, this Soup cake is sucks. cold. So. <laughs> this cake sucks. Do we, do we think she I'm gonna is- I'm going to make a really bold bet that yes. the line, this cake sucks, uh-huh. is very much in the film. Okay. I love Great. it. I love I'll it. double down on that. <laughs> Do we think there are like other m- miss misses that she interacts with? Like, mm. is at one point it's just like driver, take me to tea with uh, the other ladies. Oh, oh and we'll play not Rich. euchre. That's the ga- midwestern game of kings. What? <laughs> what's the what's the southern game of kings or queens? 
Or monarchs. Probably bridge, right? Canasta? Uh, no one knows uh, what you're talking no. about. <laughs> I, I don't think that's as common as... Pinochle. I think there's some bridge, but I don't think that's Cribbage. the way people socialize. I think they more socialize over tea. Dominoes. Or... Nope. Okay. Chinese anyway, checkers. Fun. Nope. Mahjong. Connect four. Yeah. So she's connecting four with her other ladies. Yeah. And they're talking about the sexy doctor. Yes. That's a man, yeah. maybe. Probably. Probably. Who are we kidding? It's the <laughs> a movie. decade and a movie. Yeah. <laughs> We love film. <laughs> so I just want to point out mm-hmm. that two of us have seen the movie, yes. but yes. not for decades. Yes. And two of us have never seen the movie. Yes. And yet we are still making bets. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. What That's are you saying? How this podcast works. <laughs> I know, but I just feel like, come on. You want us to shut up? No, I okay. just mean I'll shut like, up. Molly says everybody shut up. No, I... D- oh, come on. Beth, cut everybody else out. Yeah. Molly, <laughs> you can do the monologue you prepared. I'm sorry we've been yeah. stalling for so long. And action. <laughs> Y'all, stop. <laughs> 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 that was it? That was it? Y'all, I think, stop? Uh, I Y'all think stop? my headphones... That's a powerful <laughs> piece. That out. is a powerful piece of theater, honestly. Do you think that's also a quote in the movie? Movie. Y'all stop. Y'all stop. Maybe. Yep. I'll put make that bet. Okay. How many y'alls do you think are in this movie? I don't think as many as you think they're going to be. Five y'alls. Is she too fancy for y'all? Is y'all? She's pretty fancy. I think she's too fancy. fancy. But I bet somebody says it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying five. Five y'alls. Write down five. <laughs> we'll know what that means later. Just the number. Write five. it down, Dan. <laughs> no, write down five y'alls. Don't just write the number five. I wrote five y'all. Okay. I didn't put the apostrophe in. Sorry. I'll know what it means though. <laughs> Molly's bet zero all yells. Oh, um, sure. Zero all yells. Uh, for another peek behind the curtain and a peek into our friendship, uh, Molly has been for years <laughs> our uh, our guide and our mentor when it comes to the proper usage of y'all, all y'all, and I can't remember if there's another variant. Nope, that's it. Yeah. That's the best, too. Oh, but there it's, are more, you're saying? There's a few. No, I ones? mean, those are the best, most useful to Southernisms. I see. There are others, but they're not as useful. But they still have y'all in them? No, not necessarily. Like, I think a useful one is that's too much sugar for a dime. But that just doesn't come up very often. When does it come up? That's amazing. Rarely. That's like you're being overcharged for something? No, it's when something's being overly sweet. And just like bless your heart, it can be in a sincere way or in a less sincere way. Mm. Or a less kind way. Uh, okay, dance bet. There's going to be a southernism in this movie, and we will all have to ask Molly <laughs> what it means. That's a good bet. That's a pretty good bet. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, Molly's bet. Um, most of the writers and producers of this movie are white. Yeah, it's a good bet. Yeah. Very good. I'm going to say all. <laughs> gonna, all y'all. <laughs> all y'all. All y'all white. Producers. All y'all producers. <laughs> so white. Hashtag. Great. I'd love to be wrong. Sure. You're just hoping to be wrong. Most of the Bechtel Wallace. <laughs> See, that ones. sounds like a southernism right there. <laughs> Some bets you're just hoping to be wrong. <laughs> uh, Molly's bet I will slide into a southern accent for most of the second half. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. Um, this is great news. I'm excited I, for it. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I tend to slide into it as soon as I get home. Mm-hmm. 
And by home, I mean Atlanta. Right. Not mm. not with, like by house. Right. <laughs> Although I was on the phone <laughs> with um, a couple of very good friends of mine, and they were making fun of my O's. Mm. They're like, oh, listen to that Minnesota. Yeah. Like, Shut up. Look at you. <laughs> it <laughs> happens. In. Welcome. Get some bars. Right. Get some bars. And oh, let me put that in a big, 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 big milk. That was the most shocking thing when I moved here. Bag. People who have a totally normal conversation. Yep. You're checking out. Yep. And then all of a sudden someone will say, do you want a big? <laughs> and I swear to you, like the first few times I literally like it was like the sound dropped out completely. Uh-huh. Like I couldn't understand. I would say, I'm sorry, what? It's like, uh, you want a yeah. big? We were merciless in roasting our friend who was from Minnesota in college for his pronunciation of dragon. Bagel. Dragon. It's a Dragon. <laughs> Dragon. <laughs> oh, a, it's a dragon. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling an orange from my backyard tree, <laughs> and I'm going to ride oh my no, longboard down the to the Pacific Ocean. And <laughs> I'm just going to wear a short sleeve shirt all year long. Cowabunga, nice. dude. Cowabunga. <laughs> I got a That's football terrible. scholarship to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, I thought you were on my team here. Nope. <laughs> No way. Coastal no way. elite, you no coastal way. elite bastard. Jeez Louise. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. oh, my. Oh, oh my geez. goodness. Oh, jeez. Right. now. How should we rate this movie that we've been talking about the whole time? Yep. Driving this Exclusively. Crazy, Molly. I'm going to give it a cowardly three. Okay. Three what? And can I, real quick, can oh. I explain how the podcast works? <laughs> yes. Uh, first, you introduce a rating scale. And then we <laughs> ask for clarification on it if we want. Uh, uh, okay. Amazing. <laughs> are you still just? Okay. Are you just putting so much effort into not going into a southern accent right now that you're <laughs> just confused? Really focused. <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, yeah. I think we're gonna have to do this based on um, how many all y'alls. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is. Th- okay. Here's my, this is what I need to clarify. <laughs> is an, when you, are you saying like the utterance of all y'alls or are you saying the thing that all y'all is defining? Oh. Like are all y'alls sold at a Southern store? <laughs> no. Okay. And if you see any sold, then you should know those are not authentic. Okay. Um, no, the utterance of all y'alls. Okay. The sincere utterance. And they're very rare. So you should be... Since you know, the sincere ones them. are rare, or just any utterance of it is rare? Just any utterance uh-huh. that makes any sense. I see. <laughs> you rarely use an all y'all. Okay. But when you need one, mm-hmm. you it's need there. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, like uh, all y'all need to be quiet. Oh, okay. So That's usually when it's sincere, it's to like get some control of the situation. Yeah, it's like if an Atlanta public school teacher is fed up with mm. her fifth grade class. If they're up to eyes, you're they're up to the eyes. Up to their you. eyes. Yeah. Not the eyeballs, just the eye levels yeah. because you're coastal elites. Yes. Wait, the coastal <laughs> elites are in the classroom? <laughs> no, I was switching to make fun of you, Dan. But in a ribbing fun way. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's not mean or uh, <laughs> you know, judging you based on where you grew up. No. But also screw you, California boy. <laughs> well, Cowabunga as we all know, Dan starts the ratings. Yes, and as we all know, Dan is always panicking because we are doing this remotely and he can't remember how it usually goes because it's usually based on our seating arrangement around a table. Uh, I haven't seen this movie. 
I am concerned that it's. I'm concerned on one level it's going to be cringy just because it's um, a sincere movie that won awards, which usually means it's like too much. <laughs> um, but I'm also concerned it'll be cringy of just like yeah, 2020 eyes about like a very, you know, potentially complicated situation. Uh, with some undertones and some thoughts about just our general history as a nation. Uh, but also, I think Freem's, Morgan Freeman will charm. Freem's will charm. Uh, I bet Jessica Tandy will also charm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that sexy doctor. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be sure. optimistic and say for all y'alls. Because then oh. I have room to either go above and beyond... Or drop into a Molly Chase level of pessimism. <laughs> Great. Beth is next. Nice. Hey, way to go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to say, let's see. I, I also have not seen it, but it's probably pretty good um, because of the acting and that it's one reward, one rewards. Awards. Mm-hmm. There it is. Um, it no, it returned a lost dog. I mean, it, it, it won rewards. <laughs> um, but I do think that there are going to be some things in it that we're like, in 2020 eyes, we're going to look at this movie and not like that part. So I'm going to say like three and a half. Oh. I'm going to say I'm going to like it more than average, but not that much. So is that... Is that, uh, Molly, is that three all y'alls and then a y'all? Would that yes. be inappropriate? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Thank Bifurcation you of mm-hmm. the point scale. Yep. Great. Um, it is my turn now. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know how to feel about this movie, but I'm afraid to give it a coward's rating. Mm. Unpack that. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it anyway. Three. Okay. I I think people will charm. It's it in addition to the potentially hard 2020 gaze issues. It also feels very long and like it's mm. mostly talking. <laughs> which I'm not against. It's no speed. <laughs> there might be a sweet. There might be a sweet car chase in here. Do I don't you think know. they have I mean, sex on the, in the car a, at the end? <laughs> Ooh, if there's wow. a car chase and they have sex after the car chase, five. <laughs> but I don't think that happens. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Three. Molly. Oh, last minute bet. There's a run in with a police officer. Ooh. Ooh, I'm already uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be slightly bolder than I was before and say 2.5. Oh. All y'alls. Um, out of sheer pessimism and worry mm-hmm. that this is going to be just really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But with some hope, which is where we get the point five, yes. y'all, um, that it's going to be better than I remember. Did you want to, um, do you want to just quick change your bet on the year that it was released? <laughs> no, I'm sticking in 1988, but I'm not sure if we got everybody else's year. No, I don't think I we think did. I think I just kept interrupting. I think so. we got too into razzing you about locking it in. 89. <laughs> Fair. Uh, 90. Ooh. Great. I already bet 93, as everyone remembers. 
<laughs> uh, if we're rounding out bets, Dan was the only one to bet on what year it took place, and he said 50-something. Yeah. Oh, I, I doubled down yeah, on Yeah, I that. agree on that. Okay. Well, I'm going to say 40-something to... Yeah, it's cold. Spice. Love it. Love it. Ooh, uh, late-breaking bet. Molly's going to love the costumes and all of the settings. Oh, cool. Great. And with that, we're going to press pause, go watch Driving Miss Daisy, and we'll be right back. Uh, um. Hey, listeners. This has been the first half of Totes Recall, soon to be the second half of Totes Recall. But we'd like to take a quick moment to once again thank Maureen for being the executive producer of this bonus episode of Totes Recall. Uh, Maureen did the smart thing that all of you should do, which mm-hmm. is to go to patreon.com slash totesrecall. And become a patron at the elite level that allows one (laughs) to determine our very lives for a few hours. Wow. And I have to say, this elite level is really a bargain. I mean, it is a bargain. Like, (laughs) most elite levels in society are, like, for jerks and psychopaths. Um, (laughs) Maureen is not that. Maureen is not that. Maureen is a perfectly normal, probably, I assume, like any sort of general census would uh, dictate them as middle class or working class and not at all some psychotic billionaire just like throwing <laughs> money at podcasts to do their whim. Sure. Uh, Again, because Maureen... Kenzie Scott, if you'd like to just oh, yeah. throw some money our way, million dollars a month, um, we yeah. will shit talk your ex-husband. We Jeff will do Bezos. a bonus <laughs> series. Not even a bonus episode, a bonus series. Yes. Shit talking your ex-husband, Jeff Bezos. Anyway, Maureen is not Jeff Bezos. Maureen oh. is very nice and supportive of this show. And we thank Maureen so much uh, for allowing us to do more of what we like and what I assume Maureen likes. Because Maureen is a patron. Oh. Patreon.com okay. slash Totes Recall. Go there. Be as cool as Maureen if you can. <laughs> That's com. right. Shotsfire.com. And now <laughs> back to Driving Miss Daisy. And we're back. We just watched one hour and 36 or 38 minutes <laughs> of Driving Miss Daisy, a not so subtle movie set in Atlanta. Oh. Yep. They're in they're in Atlanta? They're Yep. Mm-hmm. They're what? They I'm are sorry? in Atlanta. They're in Atlanta. They're in Atlanta. <laughs> they're in the A. Am I right? Sure. Did they call it that in nineteen whatever to nineteen seventy three? Oh no. It was nineteen forty eight to nineteen seventy three. Seventy three's peak hot Atlanta years. Everyone was Am right. I right? I mean, that was probably the last time it was cool to say hot Atlanta. So how come they didn't say it? Boom. Right at the end of the movie, it should have been like Dan Aykroyd being like, oh boy, I sure do enjoy <laughs> taking my mama. D- my employee with me to my mama's, we're jumping ever says, my mama's retirement facility in Hotlander. She's right over here. Now I'm going to go charm the nurses, <laughs> just like my mama told me. Oh, Lord. You just dipped right into Forrest Gump. But yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it was spot on. Thank you. So, yeah, we it was were... hard to hear Dan Aykroyd's accent. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. He's, hard to, he's hard to hear. We were all right. Um, we were? For Yeah, I said 40-something. It started in 48. Everybody else said 50-something. It had, that. It had some it time had, in that year. It years. had time in there. Nailed it. Crap. You know, speaking of time, 
I hope we don't breeze past our award-winning segment. Oh, you think we have oh. time 60 second summary. for it? Oh. How much time do we need? 60 we need. seconds. Oh, yeah. That much we, time. That's correct. 6XM. I'll do it. I can do it. Great. <laughs> and go. Okay, we start in the year 1948. Uh, 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 Miss Daisy is a lady. She's well-to-do. <laughs> And she tries to drive herself, but she backs her car up into, I guess, the neighbor's yard. And it's a whole thing. Her son is like, the insurance won't let you drive. You need to deal with that. She's like, I'm independent. Screw you. And he's just like, oh, mama, I'm Dan Aykroyd. And then he <laughs> hires uh, this man, Hoke, who I guess he knows through an employee of his textile mill. Hoke More starts- than 30 seconds. What? More than 35 seconds. Oh, my God. Okay, so Hoke drives Miss Daisy around, but at first she doesn't want to be driven around because she wants to still be independent. And then he drives her around for like 30 years, and they become friends, but also not because they're employee and employer. But then she's like, you're my best friend after like 20 fucking years, (laughs) and they're both wearing old person makeup. (laughs) And then he feeds her a pie, and we're supposed to mean take that to mean that everything's great. Done. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. That's yeah, good. I think you nailed it. Scrambled Boom. at the end, but got there. Got a little to bit the, of a. <laughs> I think I got. Zone. Yeah, I definitely got in the weeds on the transition from Miss Daisy is driving a car to Miss Daisy is being driven in a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. That transition, well, I definitely kind of yeah. stumbled over. That's the premise of the movie, right? You gotta establish the transition. It's got and meat driving. to it. Yeah, it's got yeah. meat to mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> Anyway, that's the movie. Sure. So, yeah. we did it. Yeah, and I mean it. It uh, it tackles racism, sort in of. Some ways, I think it like I would argue that it maybe just sort of like lightly shoves at racism. Yeah, it like tips its hat in like a like a stern way. Yeah, <laughs> like, like nod to racism. Yeah, like a curt nod as racism like goes by. Like I can do anything I want. I'm completely in control. You can't stop me. So rather than tackling it, it kind of just like, hmm, I don't know about you. Uh, Which is interesting because one of the great moments in the movie from a a racism uh, arc perspective Ah. is when uh, Miss Daisy goes to a dinner by herself. She does not properly invite Hoke to join her uh, where she hears MLK speak. And the part of the speech they chose is the one where he points out that it's not so much the bad people as is the good people who have silence or are complicit. Yes. And I was like, wow, this movie in some ways is kind of kind of the milk toast version. It felt like they, yeah, there were definitely moments in the movie where it felt like they were like sort of nodding towards it of just like, yep, this sure is a problem. <laughs> but like didn't want to go too hard. Right. Because like it, did, it seemed like it didn't want the movie to be like quote unquote about race, right? No, it was about like, clearly a friendship, two friends becoming best buds and like telling, <laughs> being vulnerable with each other and telling each other secrets. Yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, it was like a nice, it was like a nice movie about old people learning to care about each other. If you took out all the like historical context of America yeah. over the time period it went to. <laughs> Yeah. And right. it, it didn't ig- completely ignore it, but yeah, it no. just it it like it didn't do didn't do enough or didn't ignore it enough to be like mm. okay, it's not at all about this. Yeah, it, like I feel like it hit the middle, like especially like, 
I just think that the another good hey racism remember scene was like when they get uh, not pulled over, but the cops find them on the side of the road. Oh, in Alabama, in Alabama. Lunch yeah. in Alabama, and you know it's a tense scene. Yeah, uh, I will. I just want to mention that the minute they are driving on a country road and they pass the the state line for Alabama, oh, my palms were sweating for them like, immediately. Oh because Oy. yeah, it's tense because of how. The cops are. Mm-hmm. And they sort of, then it's like, you know, he, the cops are aggressive, but not that aggressive. Um, and it kind of just resolves. And then the cops, you know, say like some mean things as they drive up. Yeah. About them being a black man and a Jewish lady. Um, yeah. And so it's like, okay, see, look, the movie's like, look, they, the cops are bad for both these people. But then it's never addressed again. Like, well, oh, but I will disagree a little bit on that. Okay. Because when there's the bombing of her synagogue. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And he tells the story of his best friend's dad being lynched. Mm-hmm. And she really struggles with that connection. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Like she gets really mad um, and is not wanting those to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. I felt I felt a little bit conflicted. Um, of course I did. Uh People should feel conflicted about this kind of thing. But like on the one hand, the the screenwriter who is Jewish mm-hmm. and who based this off of his great his grandmother, I think, um, and her relationship with her chauffeur, I think was trying to be like, hey, look, Jewish people are discriminated against as well. Yeah. And but also it's like these still aren't on par. There's still a million things that she can do that Hoke cannot do right um and and so they're not actually equal i mean i thought the movie did a good job of trying to show her struggle with that that she didn't want to have that in common um yeah and like i thought it did a good job of her saying i'm not prejudiced and then doing the most racist stuff Mm -hmm. including man i could go my whole life without seeing another storyline about someone thinking someone stole from them and then they didn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Bless us. Like, I feel like that's an, I mean, maybe that was just so common, but honestly. I mean, thinking that, uh, like thinking that your help stole from you was a very common thing. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it also feels like this, this movie was written in the eighties. Like Mm -hmm. there, there are other, I don't know. There was a lot about this movie that I was like, wow. And I don't know if it felt unoriginal because. I've just seen variations of it many times since 1989 when this movie was made or if um, I don't know if they were just, it it just to me didn't feel like a particularly fresh take Mm -hmm. except I'm not an Oscar award winning take, but I guess so. I mean, it is 30 years old, so it's not going to be fresh, but yeah, I, I I feel the same way. It was like, I don't, I don't, you know, I was a wee a wee laddie uh-huh. in 1989, as <laughs> I always say. <laughs> um, and so I don't. It's hard to put it sort of in a little hard to put it in sort of historical context. I mean, I've seen a lot of film from before and after because I've watched 100 movies. Um, <laughs> wow, a whole, hundred whole movies? Yeah, what? Well, it's oh. not a big deal. I don't want to. Uh-huh. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. It just <laughs> want people to know. Yeah. Um, but like maybe was this the best we could do at eighty nine? No. The Academy thought so, right? What well, did it win? Yeah. Uh it won or no, it was nominated. I mean, I don't want to dig into wiki facts, Molly, yeah. if this was like part oh, that's of your okay. research. No, it's fine. 
Go right ahead. A lot of things. Like, I think all three of the actors were nominated. I think the screenplay was nominated. Wait, when you say three, do you mean Dayton Aykroyd? Yes. What? That's crazy. I think so. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Not, I mean, they're like, here's, here's the award for Dan Aykroyd being like pretty good for him. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> pretty good for Dan Aykroyd yeah. award goes to. I mean, it was Dan nominated. Aykroyd. He was nominated, not, you know. Dan Aykroyd <laughs> is like what what Bob, he's trying to do what Bob Odenkirk has done. What do you mean? Go from like comedy goofball to like, whoa, this guy's. Like just being a guy, just, just a being good, a guy in like a movie. A character yeah. actor now. Because <laughs> like every time Bob Odenkirk shows up, I'm like, he did a good job, but also like, Mr. Show is in this movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that moment yeah. in Little Women is oh, like sure. the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And he's like, my Little Women. <laughs> I'm charmed. I was charmed by it. I was charmed by his sideburns. Uh, hashtag yeah. Beth hates Little Women. Beth hates all women. Yes, Beth hates. Um, women. Hey. <laughs> Unfair. <laughs> I did not like that movie, but I did laugh out loud in the theater at at that moment. Their father had returned after being away for so long, and you was, felt that time was to laugh. It was a Mr. Show sketch. Like he <sighs> walks in and he says the title of the movie, "My Little Women." Mm. Yeah. Mm. That hits black hearted. Perfect. Black hearted. Anyway, wow. Dan Aykroyd is in this movie. He is the son that we thought might be a uh, bad child who just yeah. wanted her to die for I believe, her money. I believe Molly bet um, there would be a ne'er-do-well children, no children, or good children. Yes. <laughs> and so I guess you failed because there is a child. Good child. <laughs> good child. Who's like, fine. He's not even that. I don't. He's good enough. I mean, he's good in that he's like trying to. To help her, but he, also let her live her own life, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he is... And his wife and his mom don't have a good relationship, so no. it's not like he... It's like he's trying to help, but also run a business, and family is not helping, right? etc. <laughs> but I will say he uh, accomplished maybe my favorite part of the movie, and probably Molly's least favorite part, in which he took off his hat... And then waved it over his face to indicate how hot it was <laughs> in the city of Atlanta. That's a classic uh, move. For classic that hat hot, hat hot move for the old Lana. Hat hot in the old Lana. Yep, that's a, that's, that's a song. That's that's a southernism if I've song, ever heard one. <laughs> hat hot in the old Lana. No. Oh, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm hat hotting. Oh, in the no. in the, in the old Lana? Oh, you yes, you know it. Yes, you know that. Yes, you know lady. that, my good man. <laughs> yes, Except you know that, my pretty. <laughs> also, his name was Booley, which I am unclear if that was a yes. nickname or his actual name. Molly, I don't think it was. Well, it could have been either. It was either a family name or a nickname. It has to be a nickname, So either right? he was like the third or fourth in a long line of people who had the same name, so they come up with Bully because like a cousin could only say Bully, or it was a family name. Like a family name, name like Great name. Grandpappy Bully? No, like... Or what do you mean? Somebody's last name is Bully, oh, and you make that the kid's first name. I see, I see. That's I pretty see. common. Okay, I gotcha. Or, you know, like if it were a girl, you'd be like Mary Bully. It would be a hyphenated name, like... I see. 
I know Mary Stewart, so, Mary Virginia. Uh-huh. So Bully Bully's not a standard Southernism. I, no, no, not to my knowledge. Okay. Uh, there were lots of standard Southernisms, though. Can I read you my list? Please. Oh, okay. I'd love I, to know. I have two I, as well. I felt that you have two. <laughs> I have two that I was. <laughs> which, I, I wanted to which ask. Which two you did about. you get? Okay. Yeah. Uh, go these ahead. are the ones that I. I was like, ooh, I'll write down a list, and then I gave up halfway through. But the first one was, you're a doodle, ma. Mm. And I was like, I kind of know what that means, but not really. I have no idea okay. what that means. I also yelled at my TV, TV you're a doodle, because he was <laughs> yeah. being so condescending to his mother. Yeah, but she, you know, at that point probably kind of deserved it, right? <laughs> was I mean, she a doodle? I guess this is a question Yeah, that's the question. Was Miss Daisy and, a doodle? And was Miss Daisy a doodle? I actually cannot speak to that. <gasps> you got stumped. I don't know. By wow. Bully. Yep. Bully stumped me with a doodle. Yeah. And That's then the a other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other one I wrote was Ain't Got the Sense God Gave a Lemon, which I understand but was charmed by. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. That yeah. Lemons no. are notoriously like stupid. <laughs> yes. Lemons, if you don't know, this is a fun science fact. Lemons are scientifically proven to be the stupidest fruit. Yeah. I mean, limes are basically PhDs compared to lemons. Yeah, right? And limes are yeah. pretty dumb. <laughs> like, oh, I can only grow in certain conditions. Oh, and I'm not even that pleasant to eat, even though my whole purpose <laughs> is to get animals to shit me out somewhere else. Yeah. Is that a, wow. le- is that a lemon or a lime? I, uh, I think that was a lime. So <laughs> then imagine how dumb a lemon sounds. <laughs> oh. Oh, I did have um, one I more. S- Sorry, Ron. Go ahead. Uh, sure. Scuba do scuba hay. <laughs> oh yeah, which was on the that marquee of a yes. oh. something movie. I else? was so excited about that because I had no idea what it was, and I desperately wanted to know what it was because there was no other signage. It was just there the wasn't. marquee, and it didn't even. I don't think there was even a sign to say what building, what that building was for. It just was a marquee that said scuba do scuba hay. <laughs> So my instinct is mm-hmm. is that was meant to be a movie theater marquee. Okay. And that that was meant to be the name of a movie. Oh. Okay. Whether or not that is a real movie that exists, I'm not sure. I think also the playwright wrote something like that. That was the title of one of their plays. So oh. it might have been a little nod Scub-a-doo? to that. I don't know. Um, what I will say is about that moment where they drive to the Piggly Wiggly, which uh-huh. is one of the very... Very southern references that gets made a couple of times. Piggly Wiggly? Um, Piggly Wiggly. They got those in oh, the Midwest. Yeah. Okay, settle down. I would say as a southern place for people to go shopping, mm-hmm. it's sort of like people will say Coke instead of soda, Piggly Wiggly instead of grocery store. Whoa. Oh. But I will also say that at least when I was growing up, you'd more likely go to a Winn-Dixie, a Kroger, or a Publix. Would you still call it a Piggly Wiggly? No, I wouldn't, no. but other people might. But like in a more rural area or if you're going to the beach or anywhere outside of a city center, mm-hmm. there was most likely a Piggly Wiggly. It's sort of like the Hardee's or the Arby's of grocery store chains. What? What do you mean? Like there are some towns that are really small and so they have a Hardee's. Uh-huh. They don't have like a Burger King or a McDonald's. Because uh-huh. Hardee's is like, that's where we're going where no one else is. I see. Same oh. with Piggly Wiggly. Uh-huh. is my impression. Uh-huh. And if I'm wrong, man, tweet at me. Tweet at us. Piggly Wiggly, um, if you still exist as a brand, <laughs> which I am unclear about, tweet at us. Does. Piggly Wiggly, yes. 
And also, this is all one hashtag. Okay. Piggly Wiggly, <laughs> yes. And also, we cater to rural areas more than others. I Great. know That's we a have a listener. <laughs> I know we have a listener and patron who lives Ooh. in a the last town that I saw a Piggly Wiggly in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they should write in and let us know if that town is still big on the pig. Should we? Right? <laughs> big on the pig. Oh, should, we, should we name this person or are they ashamed or they're afraid they're going to get doxxed because <laughs> oh, it's the one place with a Piggly life. Wiggly. The I last do, Piggly Wiggly. I do want to quickly breaking news alert. I looked up Scudda Who, Scudda Hey, or whatever that is. And it is a real movie Okay. that came out in 1948 and it had Marilyn Monroe in it. A young Natalie Wood as bit parts. Oh. Good to know. Uh, Why is it called that? Um, eh. I don't know. <laughs> I right. have to read this <laughs> all whole right. thing. All right. Um, it's not worth it. <laughs> well, I will just finish the story. When they go to the Piggly Wiggly, yes. the area of town they're in that is in Atlanta, and it's in an area called Little Five Points, which is kind of the a place where there are a lot of music venues, and two of those buildings are music venues that you see. Hmm. Uh, once the Variety Playhouse and, oh, I don't remember, I think it was Horizons Theater at one point before it moved. And then that Piggly Wiggly, the building they, they made into that. When I was growing up, I think it was a clothing store. Hmm. Um, but it was amazing to watch because, of course, they had transformed these really familiar buildings into these, um, you know, 1940s, 1950s referential places. But you caught like just a little bit of the residential across the streets. There was a big um, school building Mm -hmm. across the street from that that has since been turned into condos. Mm. And further down, it's all been developed since. And so it was really kind of mind warping to see vintage within vintage. Yeah. (laughs) So it was a movie that could only have been made in around the 1989s because... Yeah, it's so different even like 10 years after that or 20 years. Um, that was kind of cool. Like I was insufferable. I'm glad you guys weren't sitting next to me because I was like, oh, that's, look, look, look. That's got <laughs> to be so weird, weird though to just see yeah. familiar neighborhoods in a random movie you're watching. Yeah. I do not yeah. often experience that having been born and raised in the Minneapolis <laughs> area. Although if you watch the movie adaptation of Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five, his wife dies in a car accident uh, near my the house I grew up in. <laughs> wow. Spoiler alert. Does she <laughs> die? I don't know. She gets into a car accident near our house. I'm pretty sure, unless I am completely misremembering what movie we were watching. That would not happen. Not on this podcast. No, certainly not. Uh, but yeah, there was so much Atlanta in this movie um, and nice. tons of Griffin too. And I realized they must have filmed in Griffin because of the textile industry. Oh, so is there, there like be... a big ass? There's a big ass thread factory in Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there used to be. Well, it, you know, it makes sense, right? Because the South had a lot of cotton production, and um, a bunch of cotton mills came out of that. And I guess until manufacturing started moving to uh, China and mm-hmm. other places. Um, but like North Carolina and Georgia and other places used to be giants in textile. 
And even when I was growing up, there was a sock factory in Griffin. And it was just a fun thing we would do when we were visiting for the holidays is we'd go and buy socks at this factory that was just like... Was it like Willy Wonka? Was it like it, kind of was, but for socks, like it was all kinds of socks and they were made in that building. Uh-huh. It was just, you know, but I think for them, they were just trying to do direct retail to stay open. Right. Um, but like, anyway, did you I get to, lot- was there like a, was there like a little like park made out of socks or something or like a yeah. sock river oh, that you could travel no. down? Eat a sock and then turn, <laughs> into, turn a into a sock. Yeah. It wasn't quite and that like, And then a, uh, and then like a mildly threatening man in like a colorful sock costume <laughs> came out and like did a little song and dance for you. Willie Sonka. Yeah. Willie yeah. Sonka. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Wow. Come with uh, me and you'll see <laughs> some well darned insulation for your feet in Hotlanta. Just put on these socks. <laughs> Sokka, locka, sokka dee do. Don't eat the socks or you will be one too. Sokka, locka. All right, I'll stop. Oh, man. Call us, uh, Tim Burton. Do you want to do another one? I think Tim Burton's going to remake a movie he's already but with remade. socks this time? Yeah. All right. Uh, it sounds really fun. Yeah, Charlie and the Socklet Factory. Yep. It's trademarked. That's ours now. Mm-hmm. I realized how old I am, though, because for the first time 35. watching a movie, I was so excited to see the mill behind them. Like, you know, those scenes where characters walk through and there's a bunch of stuff happening behind them. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a big like typing pool or it's a factory or whatever. Man, I dug that so much. And it was very cool to watch like time pass and to see how the mill changed over time, too. Mm hmm. Big props to the movie for that. Yeah, they really... I found it interesting. I really wish they had... Uh, I really wish um, Bully and Hoke's last conversation before they go to visit Miss Daisy at the end, I really wish it had taken place in on the factory floor where we could see some oh, like yeah. cool robots <laughs> like yes. spinning. Yes! 70s robot socks. Uh-huh. Yes. Oy. This movie passed the Bechdel Walls te- test in the first scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Good job. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this is like Daisy one of the very says, few. Like, Heading I, out. Ida, what was her name? Yeah. Adela? Esther Roll. That's the actor. But Idella is Idella. Idella. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Idella, I'm going out. And Idella says, yes, ma'am. Yep. Right. Nailed it. Wow. And it passes many more times yeah. with various characters. We, yeah. We had wondered if she had some nice... Old lady friends that played oh, a game sure and oh, we guessed sure a bunch does. of games. I might have said Mahjong and Molly was like, no, no one plays any games in the South. That scene won't be in the movie. Shut up. Yep. You're an idiot. Yep. But I remember that. I remember. You stupid lime. Yeah. Lo and behold, they played Mahjong more than once. Yep. That was they their did. game of choice. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. So shows what I know about elderly Jewish ladies in yep. 1948. Yep. Yeah, Sorry. It does show what you know about that. I got excited. I don't know anything about how mahjong works, so like I got excited the next time they were on a table and kept saying something about like a number of dots. I was like, maybe they are playing dominoes. No, it's still mahjong. Yeah, there's some matching involved. Introduction to mahjong is one of the classes I covet in the uh, rec catalog that comes 
quarterly, whatever. <laughs> oh, for I've the continuing it, ed program? Yeah. Nice. I've played it online, but I, yeah. I wouldn't know the first thing about setting it up yeah. like as a on a board. Yeah. Was Is it even on a board? I don't know. They're tiles. Yeah, I think you just played at a table. This movie involves Dan Aykroyd playing a businessman <laughs> and mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Who I would yeah. say is a handsome man. Morgan Freeman's a handsome man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he also, was in a lot of like old people makeup for the most of the movie, so it wasn't maybe as obvious. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, you, you had said that he wasn't a silver fox yet, but I feel like in the first scene he's got gray hair. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, do he does. He dyed it gray. Yes, because that's why I sent you guys that picture from. Oh yeah. The two of them at the movie premiere, because I was like, I can't imagine he was already a silver fox. That has to be hair dye, and lo and behold. Salt and pepper in the beard, in the yeah. Beard? yeah, in the beard, great. yeah. But like, I'm saying, like, '90s is when he started. I think just go like full on, like all all the way, Fox Silver oh. Fox. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't I haven't been following Morgan Freeman's hair journey. <laughs> so apologies, Mr. Freeman. Yes, we uh, hoped slash bet there would be a sexy doctor, sexy mm-hmm. southern doctor in this. No, no dice, nothing. No, the insurance. People take away your car? Do they? No, he said that she's not going to be able to afford car insurance, yeah. essentially. Uh, like they're, and so he's like, you can't drive anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't buy it. I think it. I think it's an excuse. You think he just didn't want to deal with it? Yeah. Well, it could be. I mean, she did, like put her car in reverse and like not know how to get out of reverse. So, mm-hmm. or stop the car, put the brakes on. Like I, I wouldn't want a family member driving if they did that either. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and people weren't that open to women drivers in general. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Oh. Do you think Bully was like, now's my chance to stop this travesty. Finally. Well, no, I could just see him having a hard time to convince the uh, the old fellas at the insurance company oh, that sure. his mama old, old could still drive. There. Yeah, I mean, if he just brought the right hat and waved it in the correct <laughs> rhythm over his face <laughs> to relate to them, I bet it would have worked out. Yeah, but. that's that's another thing this movie could have been about and sort of was, but wasn't enough. Was like how we how we treat our older generation as they age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about that a lot and it's like, I don't, I don't know. I think for me, this movie was sort of about too many things and about none of them in the end. Agreed. And it bummed me out because like we could have seen, I think that's, that's a, a meaty thread to follow um, of like dealing with your parents aging. Um, and like now you have to be the caretaker Right. And what does it mean? And then also for the parent, what does it mean to have sort of like your freedoms starting to be taken away, like driving? Um, And she kind of, I don't know, I guess she's sort of crabby. Is that we see her deal with it? But like, sort of. I mean, she's really crabby. She's the most crabby. She's a real crab. Just like. She was already a crab? I mean, it seemed like she was just yeah. very opinionated and very yeah. like, and yeah. so stubborn. Yes, very I stubborn. I did like how they grounded her in her whole like. I grew up on Forsyth Street, mm-hmm. and how for her that meant, uh, oh sorry, Forsyth Road, uh, and how for her that meant she could never be rich yes. or prejudiced, right? Which I think is actually one of the most prescient veins, yeah, um, in the whole thing that. Right? felt like the most insightful part of it 
right? Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about how like it seems like it's almost but not quite touching on a lot of things. Like some of her dialogue seem to be like the most like aware and insightful of what the kind of stuff that this movie is orbiting around where she's like, I'm not, I've never been prejudiced, but then it's like talking about how they are such trouble and they, uh, you know, like when she's worried about oh, the yeah. can of salmon or whatever they got eaten. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, I think I also did enjoy the, what we're talking about sort of the dynamics, especially as people get older is the, um, and this has been depicted in a lot of movies, but the dynamic of um, black people being able to say things that white people can't say, but only within this very constricted band. Ex- expand on that. What do you mean? Well, so for example, uh, Morgan Freeman's character can say, yeah, you're rich. Right. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I see, I see what you have. What are you talking about? You're rich. Yeah. No white person would say that to her. Right. Right? right. Not even her kid would probably say that to her. Right. He can say that, but only because he's suitably deferential in every other conceivable way. Yeah. And so there's this very narrow path (laughs) for the uh, oppressed side of the societal dynamic to be truth tellers. Right. Right. Um, Like it's, um, but it's so tenuous and Mm. it's just so like, the complexity and the ability to mess up one way or the other, right? Yeah. Is really... Um, well, that was like Idella's whole character, right? Like her yeah. whole character is just like, I'm going to just say these very blunt things to you and to your face, but also I'm always in the kitchen making you food. So like, <laughs> like it's not yeah, really no, she's like she has actual... Right after being deferential in every yeah, conceivable way like she's for the never long really, period of time. Right. She's never really shown like actual agency in any way other than just yeah. being like, I can say whatever I want. Anyway, continuing to prepare all your meals. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and I thought, I thought it was interesting that they touched on that with, um, with Hoke a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's also what made me so tense when they drove into Alabama. Yeah, that is because I was like, "Oh man, if Hoax says the wrong thing, right?" I don't think he will because he wouldn't have survived, like literally, probably to that point, right? But um, I don't know. I I guess in that way, it was. I don't. Know, I hate how this movie didn't come out and say very much, but also I appreciated that it was a little bit subtle in the way that it handled things. But that's my concern though. It's like, I can't figure that was, I think that was why I was, that was my, what I was trying to parse out. And I think that's kind of what we've been talking about is like, I can't figure out how much of it is subtlety and how much of it is just like complete neglect on the part of the filmmakers. Right. Like how much of it is them just not even considering certain situations that Hoke is being put in. Right. I don't know how you could not think of it though. I don't know. They talk. Okay. How about this? There's an entire scene where they're talking about how a synagogue got bombed. And, like, I don't, I guess I don't know exactly what year it happened, but, like, she's like, oh, is anyone inside? Is anyone hurt? And it's like, oh, he didn't say. So did this happen before or after that church got bombed and killed, like, four girls, like, four black girls, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, that kind of stuff. It's like, just if you're going to, I think that's what I I think, I think that's kind of what we've been talking about. It's like, if you're going to go there, like, you maybe have to. I don't know. Like, I, I think that's the struggle. It's like, yeah, like you don't want it to be like just beating it over the head with you, but then you also don't want to give it too much credit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I felt like I was struggling with this movie. It's just like, I don't want to give it credit for like nodding towards these things because it's still 
not really critically looking at this central relationship, right? It's still just sort of presenting these two people. It's like, look at these quaint old, these two quaint old people and their charming, developing friendship, which was like, there were moments that like, just from the performances, it's like very touching and sweet. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's still like, he's her son's employee for like 30 years. He is still like providing for her in ways that she didn't even ask for. Like, even mm-hmm. at the beginning, like, when he has nothing to do, he's just, like, goes out of his way to, like, try to do things for her, yeah. which sort of felt like, ugh. Although, also, he's just looking for something to do. Which I get. His job. Well, right. But, like, is he going to lose his job? That's the thing. Like, they didn't, that's what I mean. Like, they don't really touch on that. Like, it's just presented as just, like, he's just a folksy nice guy. You know what I mean? Because, like, at no point yeah, was Dan Aykroyd, like, you better earn your keep. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like there was a description of the dangers, but never any actual danger. Yeah. And like what the reason what made me start thinking about this is like when you mentioned the Alabama thing again, because like there's this whole thing where it's like, oh, we made the wrong turn. We're like 30 minutes back. And there's this moment where like I honestly couldn't tell if they were <laughs> deliberately trying to nod towards like the concept of sundown towns or not. Mm-hmm. Or if they were just being like, wow, they sure are on the road a long time and now he has to pee. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like there's this moment where like it seems like the sun's starting to go down and they're both uncomfortable. But like I couldn't tell if they were like just uncomfortable because it's an awkward situation or if they were nodding towards the fact that probably hoax in his head is just like, oh, fuck. Like if we don't get to her uncle's place mm-hmm. by whatever hour. This could become this could break bad real fast for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I couldn't yeah. figure out if the movie was trying to acknowledge that or not. I right. kind of thought it was when she's like kind of dabbing her neck because she's like sweating in the back. Like mm-hmm. they are both very tense. Yeah. But then she's like, they probably made me crab cakes or whatever. It was. Right. <laughs> crab. Yeah. Crab. Yeah. Um, and so then I was like, oh, she's just stressed out because she's gonna miss this party. I but I I had that same feeling. It really I thought of Lovecraft Country. Um, it's on HBO. HBO um, Max, a great streaming service for premium <laughs> content. Check out all your WB movies for all of 2021. HBO Max, call us. I know it was like a very different tone, but it yeah. did have like a similar vibe to me, where they're like. Oh my God, the sun is going down. Yeah, but in yeah. that one, like in that show, like they are literally being chased by people. Oh, and yeah. like that a sheriff, like literally like the says, thing like I've ever seen. a sheriff literally tells them he's going to murder them if they don't get out of town. Yeah, so it's like, terrifying. So, yeah. like, and I'm not saying the movie had to go that far. Like, it has that tense scene with the cops, but even the cops are just kind of like, ooh, we sure are prejudiced. And then it just moves yeah. on. Because yeah. that's where I thought it was going when it said they have to turn around. It was like, oh, fuck, they're going to drive by those cops again. Yeah, I yeah it was so like a, a long description of prejudice rather than watching characters you love go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though they did kind of go through it. That's, but yeah. like in this very surfacey way. I right. don't know how to describe like why. Because I feel like we're unhappy in both directions. And that yeah. seems unfair. Yeah. It does seem unfair. But also I feel it. Yep. <laughs> but also like maybe that's why like movies with this kind of dynamic get criticized so much it's sort of just like well when you're trying like when you're telling these stories like you can't i think that's probably what i mean again like i can't really speak to it directly because i'm not black nor am i jewish so like whatever this movie's intentions were like i'm complete coming in from a from a completely naive point of view uh but i think that's why movies like this get criticized so much it's just sort of like you aren't 
it, like whenever you do a movie like this, so you're, cr- I don't know. I think the problem is, I think the problem people problem people have with this movie is these kind of movies. It's like it's talking about something and a specific time or a specific period or you know even like geographical area of the country but like because it's still just trying to tell like a specific story with these specific characters that you have to like it doesn't acknowledge like how truly awful it was mm-hmm. right like just i don't know like i was i was impressed that i guess i was surprised that they had like a synagogue get bombed mm-hmm. like that's actually i was actually more explicit than i was expecting but again like it was just I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is other than just stop making these kind of movies cuz like I don't know if you can successfully talk about how truly awful it was without just making a movie about it being that awful. Mm-hmm. And then at that point even people are like, "Why do we do we have to make those movies anymore too?" cuz it's like then we're just making people like think about this like well, specifically making black people like either relive or just think about this trauma like unprompted by watching a movie. I don't know. Well, and then how much is just kind of lazy storytelling? Like, yeah. I understand why you would just have your Miss Daisy character hear about the bombing from Hoke while sitting in traffic in right. a play. Right. That makes yes. a lot of sense. Right. But in a movie, like, there is a lot more of a visceral punch you could give, even if absolutely no one's hurt or anything right. else. But it just sort of felt like they were like, well, it's less expensive this way. Yeah. And we get the idea. And the main thing is that Hoke tells his story. But you know, why is that? I, and then that bothered me too, though, because why is that the main thing? Yeah, like, why well, is that the solution to that sequence where it's just like, oh, he's telling the story about a lynching. So, like, I guess it sucks for everybody, but it's like, I think you touched on that before, Molly, where it's like, yeah, but it doesn't suck the same. Yeah. You're right. Like, because the, <laughs> the movie is ultimately about um, Jessica Tandy, right? Yes. Um, yes. And so that scene is about her getting a little more knowledgeable about oh we 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 both have struggles and like maybe right. life is hard for black people <laughs> um which is not well, i i don't think that's it though i think she knows life is hard for black people i think it hasn't occurred to her until that moment she has not felt herself in the same boat as hoke mm-hmm. she has felt herself say enshrined in the safety of white supremacy not that that's things she would describe or right. feel right right and so she sees no commonality and wants to see no commonality where it's very obvious to Hoke. That part, actually, that scene, I thought actually got to something, mm-hmm. yeah. even though it didn't have a lot of visceral punch because she's just hearing about a thing and you're seeing a traffic jam. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's the problem is that the movie, I think the problem maybe I had with it is that then the movie goes on for another 20 years, <laughs> right? Yeah. Where it's like that scene literally ends with her just like, I'm not crying. Don't talk to me. And it's just like, okay. And then yeah. it's like 20 more years of them slowly becoming closer and her like slowly becoming less prejudice. But it's I, still like her becoming less prejudice is her being like, all right, stay out here and listen to this man that's trying to liberate you from America's oppression while I go into this fancy dinner. Yeah, I, I like honestly the the one of the bigger issues I had with the the movie is like I feel like their friendship is not really it doesn't feel like a tr- I don't really believe their friendship. Mm. I never see them really as friends as much as employer and employee. She's always there's no status shift. I feel like if they were friends, like it would be she was higher status and he was lower status. But I feel like there's not really a status shift in the movie where they're like 
equal until the very right. end. But until they're the not very equal. End. But even, even then, the they're end, not equal. He's feeding her. Like yeah. he's still taking care of her. And there's not a moment where she takes care of him necessarily, except for when she give, she teaches him how to read. <laughs> oh, Lord bless oh, us. And that gives was him like hard. A, gives him like an old book that she used to write. Um, well, first of all, she calls her students idiots, <laughs> which I was like, oh, very good teacher. Yeah. And <laughs> and then she just like teaches him in the most condescending way possible. Like, mm-hmm. what, but, 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 what does that sound make? I don't know. I had a major issue with that right. scene. Yeah. And then she gives him a book later to help uh, with writing. And she's like, I used to use the, with this with my students, but it's right. just something she had laying around the house. Right. So I'm, I'm never like, I never really felt like, I, I kind of wanted him, her to have more changes in her life yeah. because of him if that's what they were going for. But it really felt like, I was like, look at how this white woman is like helping this black man be better. He can read now. And right. now look at, now he's reading the newspaper. And he's pointing to each word slowly, even though he's been able to read for years at this point. <laughs> yeah, he still is using this method. <sighs> yeah, it's like, it's just one of those things where if I get the intent, I kind of can, can kind of understand the intention of it. And like, it's not... Like the, I don't, it's one of those things where it's like the message isn't, the intended message isn't inherently bad, but it's like the context within that, around that message that makes it problematic. And yeah. mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, just straight up racist, right? Like not like aggressively racist or like no. antagonistically racist, but you know, just your run of the mill, normal American racism. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I was also, it's another area that I would have liked to see more or less. Um, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was like, a, it seemed like an interesting exploration of like, I, don't, I feel like I've never seen Jewish people in the South in a movie before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, oh, what is that experience like? And I yeah. still don't know from this movie. And it seemed like there was there was something there to like her son is kind of like um, leaving his Jewishness behind him and like adopting all of the sort of mainstream Christian trappings, maybe Mm -hmm. just to do business better. It's not, I don't know why it's not clear. Um, Because he married a Episcopalian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Um, And there's definitely a status thing to it too, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, I, I, I am also not Jewish. So I like, I don't, I don't, there's probably stuff I'm not picking up on it and I'm, I'm a dummy on a podcast, but I would have like I, f- I felt like ooh I could have I could have locked into that theme and it just didn't seem to explore it as much as I wanted to. Yeah, I don't know. I, one thing that it reminded me of is how um, my grandmother, who grew up in um, pretty desperate poverty and pretty isolated, um, was genuinely wary of people who are Catholic mm. or even Methodist. And she was a Baptist. Mm-hmm. And it was that narrow a band right. <laughs> yeah. that she socialized with, right? right? So it, it made her nervous that there were Catholics who lived next door. Um, just ner- like literally nervous. Yeah. So the idea of a Jewish I mean, what if the Pope just, came by? Like it'd be, yeah. <laughs> you know. It, and it was just way more pronounced than right. I think we have room for. I, I've spent part of my childhood in Memphis, Tennessee, which has a very large population of Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really interesting how 
that affected the culture there. And I think a lot of people don't think about the South as a place where Jewish people live. Right. But then in other places, like I went to a synagogue in um, Valdosta, Georgia, and I attended a service. Is that, that Georgia, had, the like, Soviet Union, or Georgia, the state mm. of? No, Georgia, <laughs> the the United States of okay. America. Just state. checking. It sounded um, a little like it could have been a Soviet. <laughs> uh, no, it's right on the Georgia right. Florida line, and um, there were maybe twelve people there, mm-hmm. right? But like, they were having a service, right? Mm-hmm. It still existed, but they built. They I mean, were, they built a building for it, so. Yeah, a, a tiny building. Yeah. Like there's a need. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just, I think to me, just the idea of being both part of a white supremacist culture mm-hmm. and part of a oppressed minority culture mm-hmm. all in the same vein and, and kind of the anti-Semitism that would come out like, oh my gosh, I remember I had, um, I was a debate nerd and one of the schools that we went up against. Oh, quite often. like you participated in debate. You didn't like follow it like a sport. You, no, no, no. You were yeah, I was, involved I, in it. I was okay. involved in debate. <laughs> okay. And the school that we were up against the most was this very ritzy private school mm. that I hadn't realized was Christian, mm. um, in part because a bunch of the debaters were Jewish mm. and they were talking about how a bunch of Christian parents. Wait, the debaters from the private school? From the private school. Oh, okay. Um, they were talking about how a bunch of parents wrote letters saying that the school needed to return to its Christian roots and that they had sent the letter to all of the parents, uh-huh. even to parents uh-huh. with, you know, last names like Schwartzman or whatever. Right. And I remember being like, I sort of laughed along with them, but I was like, oh, Jewish people have different last names you're supposed to recognize. <laughs> I didn't know that. Right. But also this racist thing happened to you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. So anyway, the point is, what is the point? There was a point in there, and Beth, if you could just insert it later. I mean, I'm I sure, really listen, that. I'm sure you made your point as well and as perfectly centered as Driving Miss Daisy made its many points. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, like I feel like we're dragging on this movie a lot. Like it was certainly like well made, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's it wasn't like, what like my wife said something at the effect of just like, oh, I thought this was going to be like, way she like i thought this was gonna be worse or more egregiously uncomfortable <laughs> yeah going into it but like she was like it was fine it was yeah. <laughs> but i mean it's the two main actors were really great <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. they they both were excellent in their roles and um <sighs> yeah. dan Aykroyd was fine fine and he was the music a, yeah, he was, was like, the worst. Okay. okay yes. Okay. Before we get into the music, I do want to make a special nod to Esther Roll because she like appears fourth, I think, in the credits. Okay. And I felt like she really held it down um, and yeah. did a much better, Lord bless us, a much better acting job than Dana Aykroyd. Who did she play? Um, Idella. 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 Ideally. Oh, God. Idella. <laughs> Thank you. Ideally, Idella. Yeah. Idina Menzel. Idina. Idella Dazeem. But let's get into the music. Oh, man. Yeah. When Hans I, like, Zimmer literally, score. literally, as I said, do, do, it was well made. In my head, it was like, except for the music. It just sounded like you were getting on a. I don't know, one of those steam wheel boats. Yeah. What do they call those boats? Steam. 
A steam wheel boat? <laughs> paddle? Paddle boat? Steamboat? Like a river boat? Yeah. Yeah, like a river boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like just a, I like think a Mark just, Twain boat. Yes. Yeah. Like a Mark Twain I think, honestly, that is part of the reason I was so critical of a lot of those, like, of a lot of those kind of, like, acknowledging but not really acknowledging all of the, like, problematic elements of that time period and that area and just that cult, just that corner of American culture because all the music made it sound like this was just, like, a silly romp <laughs> of two old people <laughs> just having, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like the music uh, made it seem like a Seinfeld episode. It's just like, ah, oh, it's just two, <laughs> it's just two hyperverbal old people driving around. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Krispy Kreme. Yeah. But then it would be like if like, yeah, then it would be the equivalent of like if George and Jerry got pulled over by like anti-Semitic cops <laughs> who like were clearly threatening them. Uh, Yeah. That is that is the best point. It is so true. Hans Zimmer, come on. What are you? Um, also, I swear to you, the Downton Abbey theme <laughs> is in the middle. Like when they're driving through Alabama, go back and listen to the soundtrack. It is Downton Abbey. Okay. You hear that, Julian? All right. Yeah. You stole from <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Stop it. It's Julian. Julian Fellows. The did, the did the music for that? No, he made the show. Oh. Well. Apparently, he's a big Driving Miss Daisy fan, because I'm telling you, it matches up really well. I will try to make bonus content Please that do. demonstrates what I'm talking about. Maybe he saw Ooh. Driving Miss Daisy and then called up the, the composer for Downton Abbey. He's like, oh, this is what I need <laughs> for my rich people in the early 1900s show. We're just going to touch on it just a little bit. Yeah, it's we're not towards it. Mostly it's about it. relationships. Just nods towards it. Just Remember, like this movie is nodding towards some not what racism, but we yeah. also have racism. Oh, and this movie <laughs> also has classism that maybe is also not touched on as much as it could be. Oh, things are changing. Oh, I'm yeah. so Social mad mobility. at Matthew. Oh, I'm gonna murder cast. him in a car accident. <laughs> Spoiler alert for series three or four. <laughs> Oh, I didn't see that far. No, it was well, like season two. Was it? All right. Maybe whatever. season one. It was early. Uh, Matthew? Yes, Cousin Matthew. Oh, dear. He wanted oh. to move on with his career the and actor was very successful. So he wanted to him, do Beauty and the Beast. Probably. And like all the other shit he's done. He's doing well for himself. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? The music. <laughs> 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 we're talking about the movie Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> we... Um, bet there would be five y'alls and zero all y'alls. Mm. I counted it? two y'alls before I stopped remembering to count them. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't count any all y'alls. I don't think we got to five, honestly. There were zero all y'alls, so that part is yeah. accurate. Yeah. yeah, I don't recall hearing a lot of y'alls. Mm-mm. Can I go through my list of Southernisms that we did hear, though? Oh, yes, yes, please. Okay. Are we allowed to stop you and ask what the hell they mean? Can we <laughs> it's guess? It's not obvious. Absolutely. Should we guess? Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Does it need a theme song? Oh, <laughs> no, sure. I'm just wondering. What do you mean, guess? Like, just We're say the southernism, and then and let's we'll guess. We'll translate it into. Yeah, we'll translate it into dumb Midwestern speak, and you can tell oh. us if we're right. Okay, well, a lot of these are going to be obvious. All right, so. we'll see. Okay, we're pretty dumb. Uh, we're real. We're real limes over here. So. All right, <laughs> Emery. 
Spellman, Avondale, we, Ambrosia. Wait, Azarius. are you going through the whole list? Are these yes, different? I ones? thought you were oh, gonna stop me. I thought, wait, I thought those were, were all one. Are those okay. foods? Emery. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. okay. Item I'll one. I'll just go through my list, and if there's something that seems unfamiliar, Emery, to you, number one. I obvious. already don't know what you're yes. talking about. Yeah. Is that a school? Really? Oh, Lord. So Emory University, and it's also a hospital. So at the very beginning, it talks about... Good job, Beth. You're lucky you're Thank not you. at Emory right now because uh, of the car wreck. I think the well, that's just the name part. of yeah. a place. Yeah, is that a southernism or is that just an Atlanta fact? Oh, okay. I should be clear. I, I don't mean a southernism like a quaint thing for you to translate. Yeah, oh. that's what I thought. I also well, thought that. Well, why would... Okay. Keep going. <laughs> well, we don't have to do that. Let's no, just cut out no, the segment. Too late. It's dumb. No, it's not. Leave this in. Get it. Fans love it when we yell at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're so mad at each other. Molly, go. What's the second one? So this is just a list. And if there's anything that is of interest to you, stop me. Okay. Okay. Spellman. No idea. What is that? Spellman College. This is also a school? Are these all schools? Are they all schools? No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Number three. And I wrote them down in no particular order. But you know what, Spellman? No. Mm-mm. Oh my God! Spelman is a women's college that is a black women's college and one of the earliest ones in the country. Is that where his granddaughter was? Yeah. Oh, okay. teaching at Spelman. Teaching biology. Cool, 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 cool. And do you know the men's college that Spell is sort of the brother woman? school? Spell women. Morehouse. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of historically it. black colleges and universities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Heard of them? I mean, I've heard of those, <laughs> yeah, not like the specific names, though. All right, uh, Ambrosia. Oh, that's the a drink. It's like a no. it's like a bowl of goo. That's like a <laughs> yeah, it's goo it's like with marshmallows on top. Marshmallows and like maybe some sort of fruit, right? It's like fruit goo. I mean, that's pretty close. It's uh, orange sections, uh-huh. uh, typically with coconut, which is why that's why she's that like, oh, we don't have so any coconut. Yeah, you typically would and maraschino cherries. Okay. Mm, but it's like, like a dessert. It. it is delicious. I believe in the Minnesota we call it ambrosia salad. Because oh, everything interesting. Is, is there s- any lettuce or anything? No, I think it's still just the same goo. No, like oh, a fruit salad. Yeah, but it's okay. like barely fruit. It's mostly goo. Ew. Is that like marshmallows? Goo. Wait, is the goo like up? a jello? Like a gelatin? Wait, Molly, list your version of ambrosia again. Because maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. <laughs> Sectioned oranges. Yes. Some people, yeah, sectioned oranges with coconut and maraschino cherries for decoration. So it's just like a bowl of coconut shavings and oranges? Yeah. Like sweet and It's delicious. Okay, the ambrosia salad is something else then. Some people put raisins in it, but I think that's disgusting. I I apologize. I am thinking of a different thing. Ambrosia salad is just a pile of goo, which is probably just jello and other shit. Well, my grandmother. Most things in the Midwest are just ultimately jello and other shit. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's probably more like it. Uh, azaleas. That's a flower. That a flower. Flower. Yes. But why is Very that? Good. Nailed it. Just <laughs> ham handed in there. Oh, you could have. I've just been tending to your azaleas. Why is that a southern? Oh, put thing, these though. azaleas on the grid because azaleas are just. Are like they just everywhere very, down there? Very Faulkner. Very uh, wisteria azaleas. Southern. Blah blah blah. Uh, white lily flower. Is that a flower? I know this. That? I know this one. Okay, go that's ahead. That's the only flower to make biscuits with. I've read yes. multiple articles about it. Wow. <laughs> True. It's very upsetting. White lily flower? Yeah. Can you even get it away no. from the south? 
Uh, I think it's hard. And actually, they closed down the plant that See, had the best See, this is what bothers me about flower. regional shit like this, though. Because it's like, you can't just say that's the only way to make biscuits and then not provide an alternative. Because then you're just saying no one outside of this region can have biscuits. Well, you can have biscuits. They're just not as good. Okay, that's fine. So say that. Don't say, like, this is the only way to make biscuits. Just is, say it, it makes the best biscuits. Is White Lily, like, the brand? Yes. Okay. It's made yeah. out of mm-hmm. lily flowers. It's ground well, up lily no. flowers. Well, I was like, are there lilies involved? Oh, that'd be or cool, is, oh, no. though, right? Is it like white lily because it's like very white flower? It's very white mm, flower. Interesting. Okay. I wonder where they got that idea. <laughs> well, it was a big deal to be able to make flat. Anyway. No, I know. All right. And actually having. Whole wheat flour was all they had for long And have it. I was okay. going to say, actually, that is a thing. It's a classic. I was just going to say, their, their references to fried chicken were a little heavy handed. I know you know what fried chicken is. I do know what as fried well chicken is. As well as biscuits. <laughs> Although yep. I did not know, I need to be concerned about their distance from each other, apparently. Oh, for cooking. Oh, yeah. All right. And low so heat. It'll f- well, I don't know low heat, but she probably just had the heat on too, too high. Too high. Okay. I thought she put it on way too low after he said something, but it does take like 20, 25 minutes to cook. Why do they have to be away from time. each other so far? So they don't, if you crowd the pan. Then what happens? You know how they always tell you don't crowd the pan? <laughs> I don't know. What happens when you crowd the pan? <laughs> just things don't cook as well. They're not going to get crispy and well done. They're oh, just okay. too crowded in there and Stick it can't get hot. Maybe? And you need it to get hot all the way around. Oh, like a, certain city? <laughs> like a certain city in Georgia? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Iced tea. They mentioned both. I'm aware of iced tea. (laughs) Yep. I know you've heard of it. (laughs) They not only serve iced tea, but she has a whole line where she says, wouldn't so much as offer me an iced tea. Boom. Okra. Long, loving scenes of okra. Krispy Kreme. Okay, we moved away from schools and now we're on to food. (laughs) Food, yes. I got it. I just told you, I wrote down all the heavy-handed southernisms. I love it. That's all I ever promised you. Yeah, and we're loving this. And you this. have turned it into some source no, of disappointment. We're turning it into yeah. a source of joy and fun for our listeners at home. <laughs> no, I'm we're all like, I know what food is. <laughs> yeah, I know what food is. Uh, if you know what food is, call us at 612-A-089-SCUDADOO-SCUDAHAY. Or just go to totesrecall.com and find it. Someday we will remember, or I will remember, to write down the phone number before we start recording so one of us can actually say it out loud. <laughs> but just use a song. Just use a song. It's obvious. A089. Scudda do, scudda hey. Krispy Kreme, they basically do a commercial for Krispy Kreme. Is that And their coffee is not that good. Did that start out in Atlanta? Oh, did not know that. I love Krispy Kreme. Fun fact. Yep. How do you feel about their coffee, though? I've never had I their think, coffee. I think it's just real basic coffee. Yeah. It doesn't have chicory in it, which I appreciate. But it's just it's do good. Most it's fine coffee. bakeries in the South have chicory in their coffee? No, but I would say most basic coffees, like when you go to a diner or something, mm. you're like, oh, man, they put chicory in this to just hide by default. how bad this coffee is. Got it. Yeah. Mm. Um, they just reference Macon multiple times, which mm. is fine. Mm. Uh, and Harry Norman Realtors. That's a thing? Yes. The house that my family bought was sold by Harry Norman Realtors. Wow. I saw that wow. sign and I squealed aloud. Are they the Edina Realty <laughs> of Atlanta? You know, I don't know. It made me wonder like how long Harry Norman has been around. I mean, apparently till, since at least 1973. 
I mean, well, at least, I don't know, the 2000s, I think. Anyway, Harry Nor, it's sort of like the um, Winn-Dixie of real estate. <laughs> the Piggly Wiggly of real estate? I didn't want to go that far. Oh, okay. I okay. apologize to Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Great. Oh, and the oh. final note is that the most realistic moment in the whole movie is that the power goes out when there's an ice storm. Uh, that is so real. Yeah? Like, well, there's like no infrastructure for it, right? Yeah, yeah. no, I was talking to my husband about right. it. Yeah, okay. And um, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, we should get our friends these batteries mm-hmm. so that they can have them for every time the power goes out. And he's like, what do you mean every time the power goes out? I'm like, oh, it goes out all the time in the winter. He's like, what? Are you, is it not a modern city? <laughs> <laughs> and I realized the power never goes out in Minnesota because no. people would die. Yeah, but yeah, in Atlanta, I mean, they're like, eh, some power lines went down. Yeah. No, here in Minnesota, we've got thick, insulated power lines. Or buried Mm -hmm. power lines. Or buried power lines. Snow doesn't even affect them. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a modern miracle because I I really, every winter, I'm like, wow, the power hasn't gone out once. This is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Would it ever snow that much? I was like, that's a lot of snow. I would Mm -hmm. not picture that much snow in Georgia. Like once a year. When I was growing up, it was once a year that you would get... A pretty good snow, mm-hmm. maybe twice, but it's pretty rare. Well, probably even more rare now, right? Right. Although I think sometimes it's just more extreme, like yeah. that big um, ice storm that people made fun of right. unfairly happened the day after it was 60 degrees outside. So sometimes wow. it's just really... Crazy stuff. Yeah. just uh, Sometimes it's, like it's hot Atlanta, planet. sometimes it's... Less hot than a... Snowlanta. Oh, better. (laughs) Snorja. Snorja? Snorja. (laughs) Snorja. The joke was Hothlanta. Oh. Oh. It snowed a lot. That's pretty good. That's very good. Kathleen Kennedy, write to us or give us money or whatever the bit usually is. (laughs) (laughs) There was no utterance, unfortunately, of this cake sucks. (laughs) <laughs> which is a bet Beth and I why did, because at the why end did she, we decide it would be this cake sucks <laughs> at the end he feeds her pie yeah and, and if oh, she you was thought being we were fed close? cake she'd be like Ugh. she'd be like oh this cake sucks okay. and that would have been the end of the movie if the movie that was the original ending yeah if the movie had the exact same like touching score and slow fade to black and she just <laughs> said this <laughs> cake <laughs> sucks I would have been <laughs> delighted it would be even better eats a, eats a bite of pie then says this cake sucks oh but then you'd be like oh no she's having <laughs> one of her bad days oh level <laughs> The intersection. What also does not get mentioned, I was grateful for, was Peachtree Road or any peaches or peach tree at all. I don't think there was that even was a peach merciful. visible a, in the film. There's a it license plate that says yeah, the peach tree. Oh, sure. Ugh. Never mind. But maybe well, that was historically accurate. Yeah, wasn't that probably the actual license plate at the time? I'm sure it was. Well, bag on Snorja then. Don't get mad at the movie <laughs> for that. Get mad at the movie for all the other shit we were talking about. <laughs> Norja. Did you have any Wikipedia facts, Molly? Or are you too busy um, writing down Southernisms? Just that the playwright went to Druid Hills High School. I have which some was Wikipedia facts. Party High School. <gasps> it's time to time get some Wikipedia facts from Dan, Dan instead of Molly. Usually Molly has more <laughs> facts, but this time Dan has facts instead. It's Wikipedia with Dan. <laughs> Thank you so Quick much. Quick reminder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> 
there's uh, <laughs> one more person needs to donate $3, and then everyone will have donated $3 to vote on whether or not we only or never do Wikipedia Corner. Additionally, now Dan's hat is in the ring. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Thank you. your additional $3 vote that was deciding if Beth would do Wikipedia Corner, there's now a third... <laughs> poll slash donation yeah. drive yep. to yep. see if Dan will then steal it from Beth if she is able to steal it from Molly. Again, mm-hmm. we are one patron away yeah. from all of <laughs> you those. You know who you are. You know who you are. Get on it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So as we've discussed, this was based on a play. Uh, it was apparently part of the playwright's Atlanta trilogy. In which he wrote three plays about life in Atlanta with certain characters or something. Uh, oh, it deals with Jewish residents of the city. So, like, all three of them deal with Jewish residents. Morgan Freeman was the original Hoke in the 1987 off Broadway performances. Oh. I did read that. That's fun. That's cool. I, I thought have a fact. that was the most interesting thing is that Morgan Freeman was actually the original yeah, that is interesting. Broadway guy. Which actually makes me feel better about it. Because like at first I was just like, oh God, they're making Morgan Freeman do this like really like stereotypical like dialect and it's making me uncomfortable. But like I guess it's a little better if he originated the role on stage. But also it's still probably one of the reasons that people are like, I hate this movie, it's racist, it's because most of the black characters kind of have like this very particular way of speaking. And that's the only like version of like, that's the only kind of black character present in the movie. And I could see how well, that could be. Yeah. There's one businessman sitting behind Miss Daisy at the. Oh MLK yeah. Speech. But then I almost wonder if that's just like, yeah, I don't know. Or is it even just, is it a businessman or is it just like a deacon or something? Right? It was a, it was a businessman. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure based on what he was wearing and stuff. I was like, sure. there's like Isn't a suit? tiny, the tiniest nod yeah. um, to that. Uh, I went down a Wikipedia rabbit hole for Esther Rolls, which is <gasps> why. Oh, Molly is looking at Wikipedia. No, no, no. <laughs> no there's no reason to do the song. <laughs> they already did such a good song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, what I hadn't realized is she was first in Maud and then in the spinoff Good Times. Mm. And she, the original idea was that she would be a single mom. And she was like, no, there are. In this movie? Strong, no, oh. in good times. Oh, okay. And she went to the writers and she was like, no, there are plenty of strong black fathers. Mm-hmm. This family has a father or I'm not doing the show. Ooh. And they were like, oh, okay. That's cool. So that, that cool. was pretty cool. Very cool. So it's. Really Wikipedia tangential. I even love it. by my standards. Uh, <laughs> incredible uh dramatic use of peas goes to mm-hmm. Esther. Esther, oh, yes. did I get that right? No, Idella. No, what's the oh. actor? Oh, Esther. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, no, he threw his microphone. <laughs> Uh, I uh, figured like the way the scene was going, I'm just like, oh, she's totally going to die. I did not expect <laughs> uh, the movie to make that clear by a slow motion cascade of shucked peas going to the ground. Yeah. And after Miss Daisy told her not to spill any peas. Mm. Spilled them all. A lot of, yeah, it. there were, 
I think ultimately that's maybe what bothered me about the movie is that like if you consider like all of Miss Daisy's dialogue and how much of it is just like very rude and commands to her uh, black staff. I don't know if it's completely redeemed by her saying, Hoke, you're my best friend, like 35 (laughs) years later. (laughs) Although apparently that was, oh, that was my other fun Wikipedia fact. Apparently that is how, that's basically how the play ends. Like Mm -hmm. when, when she, he goes to visit her in the assisted living place and she, basically like acknowledges that he is her best friend and that is like the ending of the play so that is supposed to be like like this very i mean that is supposed to be like the crux of it like oh she admits they're friends i don't know which like it seemed like it was kind of obvious to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know there's a lot going on there we didn't even really touch on the class issues of employee employer that dan gets mad about whenever uh, housekeepers in movies get like told to come into uh, events that aren't their job. Yeah, I do get yeah. mad about that. Uh, I don't know. I wish we could have like a cringe sound effect for every time I've cringed while describing portions of this movie. Yeah, and like like it wasn't like again like I feel like we've hit on this a lot. Like it wasn't like infuriatingly doing things wrong, but it was like upsettingly not doing them right enough. Is that fair? Is that a good yeah. way to put it? And again, I notice coming at this as being a middle class white dude who was born in the eighties. So maybe mm-hmm. this movie is incredibly offensive to other people whose experiences are different than mine. It was certainly not not offensive in some ways <laughs> <laughs> as a twenty twenty uh viewer. Did you notice she went to Calhoun Elementary? I did notice that. Is that the same one? Oh, yeah. When I moved to Minnesota, I was so confused that there was a Calhoun Lake, a Lake Calhoun. Uh-huh. And I thought that cannot possibly be the same guy, be the Confederate yeah, Calhoun. Yeah, yeah. And it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Not anymore, Shocking. baby. Yeah, baby. Not anymore. Baby life. <laughs> Local references, <laughs> podcast. You love it. You love it. So uh, anyway, if you're not from Minneapolis, uh, the name of the lake was changed to its original Dakota yes. name, which, which is cool. Which is Makaska, uh, did they, which is much I, cooler than Calhoun. Did they change the yeah. name of the uh, shopping center also named after him down the road? Yep. Oh, nice. They're doing that. Nice. Yeah. They Good for them. Gonna, yeah. Okay. Good for them. You know our, everyone else? Well, before we get to our final ratings of the movie Driving Miss Daisy, we like to read a review of the our podcast in an impression of a character <laughs> from the movie mm-hmm. Ooh, um, that's okay but we don't have one it's so that's the fine. Best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just as well we could have done dan Aykroyd. i suppose yeah sure Ooh, uh, I should yeah, do. They, uh, oh, Mama, really I certainly need to wave my hat at this style. podcast. Oh, oh, I gotta I go to bust it out our heavy Minnesotan accent nah. from earlier. <laughs> That's true. Hey, it's me, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Georgian textile middleman. I'm 1966 Atlanta business person of the year. Hey, I've got uh, less hair on top and uh, more Little down more here. Down in the, I mean, he didn't say hair. He didn't say had hair down there. He said, <laughs> yeah. I have my business hair down there. Really my business hair moved to the lower extremities of my body, and that's why I'm so good at business. We make merkins. We make merkins. That's our industry. We don't like to say it out loud, but we make merkins. 
This is Dan Aykroyd. I That's another area they didn't explore Also by Crystal Skull Vodka. That's a real thing that Dan Aykroyd has a stake in. Crystal Skull Vodka. It's vodka in a bottle that looks like a skull. <laughs> all right. The, our rating scale, as we all remember, is all y'alls. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Um, oh, I see what you did there, Mal. You set it up for all of us to give this movie zero, since there's no all y'alls in the movie. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> like subliminal scale. messaging. Wow, 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 wow. Very wow. clever. Very wow. clever. But, Dan, you bet four. You thought mm-hmm. it would be a cringer, but charm? Yeah, it was a cringer in many ways. And I don't think it was as charming as I was hoping it would be. Like, I think all... Yeah, I'll be bold. All of the actors <laughs> did fine. <laughs> um, but, like, Morgan Freeman and Jessica Tandy especially were, like, they were very good at the... They are very good at doing... I don't know. They are very good at what they were supposed to be doing, right? What they were given in this story. I think they were both very good. Uh, but I think the relationships, I had too many hangups about the relationship to be charmed by it. And I also want Hollywood to stop making movies like these because like Green Book is kind of a similar movie because I think it is also based on some guy's older relative's experience. I believe that's true. In Interacting with a black man and that also has won an Oscar. Uh, although Sam Jackson handing that Oscar to the writer was maybe the best part of that year's Academy Awards. Anyway, to all y'alls. <laughs> Two and a half. Two and a half for Morgie Freems. Because he, Freems did charm in his Freems way. Did charm. I'll stop talking. Beth, cut all this out. <laughs> Beth, you <laughs> predicted three and a half. Probably some pretty good acting. Uh, did I? that's what i wrote (laughs) okay no three and a half sounds like that sounds right i know i gave it a half because we talked about what the halves did for yes um yeah i agree with everything dan just said i i just didn't i think because of the status between the two of them i just never felt like they actually became friends or really learned much from each other Mm Um, and, but the acting was good, but I, overall, I didn't love it. So I would say also two, two, two all y'alls. Great. I predicted a three because I'm a coward, but also I overcame my fear about being a coward. Okay. So I'm not. Anyway. You. You know what? You are so brave. Thank you. Are brave. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Gone with the three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agreed with everything everybody else was worried about and hopeful for, but also was worried it would be long. It did feel pretty long for me. Twenty-five years long. Am I right? You are right. Wow. Um, yeah. It just. I think as I as we've all been saying, it like both didn't do enough and did too much, and just. I like it in theory, sort of, and in practice, <laughs> not. Two and a half. Two and a half. Molly, you predicted two and a half and had hope for it. I can't read my notes well. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> That's okay. I Yeah, it's hard. I, I will say I did forget to 
give a nod to all of the interiors and exteriors, especially the very modern, cool kitchens. Yeah. And it was exciting to watch Jessica Tandy actually use one of those tiny desks um, <laughs> that you see all the time in antique stores. And you're like, who would use this tiny desk? And she does. That nice. was cool. Great. Or like a roll top? Um, what did she have? No, it's not a roll no. top. It's a, a fold secretary. down. Just a little, yeah. just a little desk. Are they different? You see, roll top's not you, a secretary? Well, roll top's yeah, got a roll, roll top. Roll top has a roll top. The secretary, I think, just pulls down. Yeah, oh. just a flat. Just a flap. Yeah. It just flaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No flap roll, desk. just flaps. Yeah. Flap desk. Flap desk. Uh, I I just struggle. Like, I want to be kinder to this movie than I feel because it could have been worse. Yes. Like, it definitely <laughs> could have been much worse. Yes. I also like want to rate my own ability to talk about what makes me uncomfortable about this movie at like a one or a two. Sure. All I think that's fair. Because yeah. I feel like as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to open up any book or article and it's going to be like, here's the term for what you struggled for five minutes to describe. Yeah. Um, or there's going to anyway. be an article that's just like, here is a like <laughs> article that is literally dissecting all of the things we're talking about. In a much better way. Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically I would a teen. Four white, non-Jewish people talk, talking about a movie. I think that, we can all safely. I think you can throw those two all y'alls at all four of us. I think that's fair. <laughs> Maybe throw one at me. Maybe one and one and a half. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, the point is, so I feel like. So then, why am I expecting a better rating for this movie? Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it feels cowardly because that's where we're headed, but it feels right. 2.5. Okay, great. And I'd like to give five all y'alls uh, yes. to our executive producer, yes. Maureen. Yes. Yay. Thank yes. you for selecting this movie. And I had never seen it. I'd heard yeah. about it. And now yeah. I think we had an interesting, if naive, <laughs> conversation <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I saw it 30 years ago. Yeah. I saw it 30 years ago. I saw it in theaters. Wow, wow. That is With grandma. insane. Yes. And all your other relatives, apparently. Wow. Sorry, that I just did the math. I'm still 35, so that of really course. tells yes. you. <laughs> Canonically. Yes. Yeah. Only 35. Canonically, I also want to give five all, all y'alls to Marina, our executive producer. Oh, I, yeah. We, wouldn't, we definitely wouldn't have watched this without you, which is, I think <laughs> is a good thing. I want to say I that's agree. a good thing. It um, helped stretch our brains a little bit. Yeah, instead yeah, of watching another just dummies. like another just like dumb movie where just like oh we're definitely gonna watch speed, <laughs> watch speed. <laughs> and i mean i just want to point out that they don't have sex in the car at the end of the movie yeah. Ooh, crash yeah. it into a, a subway station that's true <laughs> and so. i don't i mean we didn't <laughs> we didn't play our beloved segment did they beg uh-huh Oh because wow! No, they didn't. No, they didn't. But I don't think. No they did. way. <laughs> I thought I'm going to tell you though. I'll be honest. Like when we were first going in this room, just like, is that where this is going? Well, <laughs> like, no. I did say okay. I didn't say this in the first half, but when I was trying to describe what I thought this movie was mm-hmm. before the podcast mm-hmm. to another person, that it was a rom com. I said maybe they fall in love. I thought maybe they, they were going to no. I thought maybe they were going to smooch in the ice storm, but no. Oh. He was just because oh. you know they're just in they're in this hey, my cold house. Somehow, it's gonna you know? build a fire. 
It's probably no. the fifth time that winter. My, my whole raw body is so cold. Who are you right now? Who are you trying oh, to be right now? What is that? Robert Redford just came <laughs> in. You both, Ooh, miss. you both look so cold over there. I, uh, yeah, so, right, you know what's hot is dancing on the sun. Ooh. They call me Sundance Kid because I'm so hot in yeah. Atlanta. Are you? Hold on. Are you presenting a hypothetical version of me where Robert Redford comes in and like tries to seduce both Morgan Freeman and Jessica <laughs> Dandy? Yeah, I think it's a really good scene. Oh, I love that. I would watch that remake. Oh, five stars Ooh, on that one. Oh, yeah, my goodness, I just walked through all that. Slick ice and snow. I'm waving my <laughs> stocking cap around. It's so cold. <laughs> also, wow. uh, Mr. Morgan Freeman, you should play the president of these fine United States at least three times in your career. <laughs> I do think that would be quite a spectacle. But partially a spectacle because it seems so novel for so many decades. Do better, America. This is Robert Redford. <laughs> Sorry, did you give it a rating? Oh, yeah. Great question. <laughs> did I? Yeah. No, did Dan. When? What? Just yeah. now, did you rate the movie? I rated the movie first. <laughs> and I rated it before you. <laughs> did you forget what just happened in the last 15 minutes? Oh, my minutes? God, Molly. <laughs> Only two of us <laughs> have is, rated Marina, our executive producer. Ooh, that is true. Yeah. I said five, oh. didn't oh, I? When? She's a five moon friend. Oh. Okay. Oh, that's very good. Thank you. That is very good. Thanks, Molly, Marine. do you want to rate yep. Maureen? Yes, you're a five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, yeah, now at this point, it feels wheeled out acknowledging Maureen is my mother. <laughs> 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 anyway, love you, Mom. Thanks for your support. Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Dequette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.